Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Hey guys, it's it's Video. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is, it's free. You don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you're going to be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, little, little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster. One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout. Uranium fever. Where fallout is heaviest... It can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter. Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue, and your host, as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Open enrollment for advanced robotics courses starts now. Totally nothing sketchy going on. Nope, not at all. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Fallout Hub. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and we are very excited to talk to you guys today about a little thing called a patch. Well, a big thing called a patch for Fallout 76, and I'm here with my co-host, Dave Chaffins. Dave Chaffins from the internet, how are you today, sir? I'm great. I love Fallout Boy patches. I put them on my denim jacket. Um, <laughs> I, I have their new their new CD. Um I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'm going to get a straightening iron for my hair and some like got to be glued um, gel and just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. party on, you know? Yeah, I think I'm going to start saying uh, welcome to Dave Chaffins instead of from the Internet from 2006. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's where you live. That's just where you are. That's where I exist. Yeah. And uh, also, I don't know, 2004 is any of those dates would have been good to choose from and also uh ken how's it going buddy it's going i had to uh, sorry about that i had to swap your names when dave left he became robots and you became vault boys switch them back switch them back (laughs) well we can i can pretend i can do dave's voice but it's going to probably sound like danny devito so maybe i shouldn't do that i Um, I can do tom's voice but it'll probably sound like a a robot oh cool 
good one. Uh, so yeah, awesome start, guys. Uh, so welcome everybody to the Fallout Hub. Um, we have we have a really big patch to talk about this week, and everybody's been playing it, and it's pretty freaking amazing. And thank you, thank you, Bethesda, for adding more content to this game that we all love. That is legendary. I, I would say this is legendary content. What do you guys think? I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. see what you did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you cut right through mm-hmm. to the core of the matter. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking about using a core pun as well, but then you beat me to it. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. One. Mm, it's just a, it's just a rain of <clears throat> of uh, of steel. <laughs> Don't steal uh, Tom's thunder. Uh, we're stealing. Tom's I was going to use a steel pun too. <laughs> Gosh darn it! Oh, I thought we were a brotherhood. Oh, 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 oh! You lift so, us up um, just like Atlas. So, guys, let's let's just get into it. Uh, what have you been doing in Fallout seventy six this last week since uh, since we've had all of this new content? Who wants uh, to go do, first? do you want me? To, I can go first. I can go first. Um, go first so yeah. originally, so I um I haven't. I'm I'm part of the Xbox community now, aka I just I I just started a new character, and so I thought I could level up. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like level up enough to go like do this new content, mm-hmm. and it turns out that I am like a slowpoke for that. Um, and 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 things are a lot more balanced, and there's a lot more different stuff going on. And then I just found myself really enjoying old content, so I was like, I still want to play this, and I just want to get right into it. So I moved over to the PlayStation and um, got my, I guess, what is he level like two thirty? It's the original original character I had, and just um, you know, brotherhood to the steel, it onto there, and just just blew through some content. Um, on uh for all the new story stuff um i played around with legendary cores a little bit and i um uh, uh, what do I, I looked at minerva's stuff too i looked at minerva's stuff and and i wonder if we should just start calling her tent the din because of minerva's <laughs> din the what? Oh, minerva's the den i get you i yeah i get you that's a good one yeah <laughs> i see what you did there as well you know what i did I uh, I loaded into the game the first time I, w- I could load into the game. My wife is already playing. My, I've gotten my wife thoroughly hooked now on Fallout 76 because I thought it would happen. She loves Fallout. She's got more of these Fallout figurines over on her side of this office than I do on my side of the office. And she just never really, it never really got hooked. And then she got hooked into the game. She's now, uh, I don't know, pretty high level. She's collecting all the things she likes to, she likes to say, I like to put them in my pockies. She picks up all the things. Puts them in her pockies. In her pockies. And she's built this really awesome looking camp with all these goodies in it. So I load it. She's already in. I load into her world. And guess who can't put their camp down? This guy. So I go to her camp. Oh, no. And there's a hot tub there. And I know now that you can share the hot tub. So I hop in the hot tub. And I'm like, hey, you want to join me in the hot tub? And she's like, sorry, I'm busy. <gasps> oh. What's that? Wow. What's that, wife? Wow. You yeah, have no, been, she was like, you were sidelined. I'm busy. I, I, you know, Night Shin is making me do stuff. And I was like, screw Night Shin. Come join me in the hot tub. And she's like, nope, I'm busy. I got to, I got to fill my pockies. And I was like, all right. Are you saying that she's my simping for Shin? Well, I mean, she, <laughs> she, yeah, mm, I don't, I don't, uh, mm, she just likes I mean, to do stuff, you know, like complete mission. I mean, Night Shin. Things. Night Shin is Brotherhood of Steel, and it seems like that you, sir, are rusted. Oh, oh. 
Tinder yeah. for us. Yeah. So, so my whole situation is that I, um, I moved over to my mechanist character after the whole, you know, mechanist fiasco thing that we went through earlier this year. And um, my son, what, oh, what a time. Oh, what a good time to the beginning of the year. No, it genuinely was a lot of fun. Um, So, but I made a second character and then I subscribed to Fallout First on that second character. So that's now my main character. Um, My other character, I'm letting my son play. So Kirby Chu plays Robots Radio. So if you see Robots Radio online, that's my son. If you see Mechanist TV online, that's me. And so he was already like hundred and something level right on that character. And then I had to restart with the mechanist, which I'm just got back up to like 98. I'm almost a hundred on him, but that meant that I had to go replay all the brotherhood stuff in order to get ready for the patch. So that way I had kind of this like binge day where I woke up early in the morning and I just played through all the brotherhood quests to get ready for the patch right before the patch dropped. That's awesome. Um, which was cool. Like it was cool to go through that stuff again. And, um, you know, the whole conflict and all that stuff. I, I don't know that we want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't done all that stuff. Because I uh, haven't done any of it. <laughs> but it's good. It, yeah. So I guess we won't spoil things for Ken. Um, but it's good stuff. So, yeah. And getting to the end of that storyline, I think, is um, a lot of people were like, eh, this is fine. And then the new stuff comes out and they're like, oh, I get it now. Like, I'm getting that vibe from the community, right? Because this was all written as like one thing, but we only got the first half of it. And they were like, eh, and and now we're getting the whole story. Um, And the first half is, and I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but uh, thematically is the fundamental split in the Brotherhood. I mean, if you just look at Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 and the way the Brotherhood is managed by different leaders, you have the leaders that are more inclusive and the leaders that are not right. The, yeah. Literally personified in Shin and Romani. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Personified by those, those two sides and those two sides, if they have people who are of those two sides in the same group of the brotherhood who are now isolated from everybody else are going to butt heads because they're going to, you know, know that we're, you know, the more conservative side and the more like, Oh no, we need to, we need to drop what we've been doing traditionally. We need to change with the times and the situation and we need to go this other direction. Right. And, and, and this is like a fundamental like world issue, right? Like what society doesn't have those two sides butting head in politics right now anyway. And we're seeing that play out in the Brotherhood, which is really cool. And then we have this continuation of that story, which takes that story further. Again, no spoilers. I have a so question, I think, like for I the most really of you, cool. along that, those lines, do you think, because to Tom's point, do you think it was good to split up the story like that? Or do you think it would have been better to wait, even if it took this long, and drop them both as one? Or do you think the community would have gotten too antsy? I think it would have been too much time. Usually okay. I'm I'm all for uh, go with the plan, get the plan fully baked and put it out. But the fact that it wasn't functionality that they were waiting for, it was story that yeah. they were waiting for. I think, I think that works out okay. Um, the one complaint is like, oh good, we get another three or four hours of content. What do I do after that? And it's like, well... You do all the other things, you know, like you make friends, you, you grind for cores, you, you know, like there's lots of other stuff to do in the game. And, um, and I think the other, the other thing that I think a lot of people forget is that no game is going to take 
like if you're if you're the kind of gamer who can play a game for six to eight hours every day, there's no game out there that's going to satisfy that. No, you're eventually going to run out of content. It, it would bankrupt know? a company trying to give you the amount of content for you to slowly digest through. Absolutely. Um, and so every time I, I read on a forum, like we need more in-game content, it's like, well, yeah, and more in-game content would be nice, but maybe play a different game on occasion, you know, cause like you can't just grind the same game over and over and over and only play one game forever. Like there's no way you can do that. Particularly because we still have such a, a big subset of people who want this to be fallout five and it will never be fallout five. It's, it's, right, a it's a fantastic thing. social game. If you don't mm-hmm. want to be social, you can still play it single player and, you know, get into lore and quests and all of that. But you're still missing out on the kind of an experience that would keep you coming back because there just isn't enough there to keep you playing it constantly. Right. I also want to clear up one other issue before I let Dave speak, because I know Dave's got a lot to say. Um, one other One other thing I hear a lot in the community is... I don't want Fallout 76 to do well because it's keeping Fallout 5 from coming out. Oh, that's and this, I also shit. hear the community say, say this about ESO. Right. I don't want ESO to do well because it's keeping Elder Scrolls 6 from coming out. Yeah. That is absolutely not the case. The, the success of these games as service versions of these worlds are not delaying the, the play, like the creation of these other, these other games. If Bethesda could launch Fallout 5, Tomorrow, they probably would because a lot of people are going to buy it and they're going to play it. Fallout 76 and Fallout 5 are two very different things. They just happen in the same universe. Fallout, or ESO and The Elder Scrolls 6 are going to be two very different things. And just because ESO is doing well doesn't mean that it's going to delay Elder Scrolls 6. They're two, yeah, they're two different teams. They're two different groups working on these things. And one does not delay the other. If anything, it's extra content that if we enjoy those universes, we get to be able to enjoy while waiting for the next mainline solo player game. Um, so I, I, yeah. I want the community to just take that idea in their heads and just throw it away because it is not delaying those games from happening. How about we normalize not wanting something to fail because we personally do not like it? That is such yeah, a stupid way of thinking. Right. It makes right. no sense because clearly a lot of people do enjoy it. So if it's not your thing, go play something else for a little bit. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right, Dave, go. <laughs> Dave has the floor. Go. Where am I going? Um, so <laughs> I think, I think the question was, do I want it? Do I want this stuff like teased out like in, into the divisions or do I want it at once? I feel like, that for for what this was, it's good to have it in those divisions um, because, like a game like Destiny, like Destiny is like probably the one of the most popular like you know seasonal games, and they tell a story, but it's over time. So it's like now it's like for this season, it's a story about this thing that connects to these other plot lines, and and it's like not that much story content. It's not like this like huge um, huge thing, but they're like kind of bringing people back in for a little bit of new content. And so like, I play that, I play that casually. And yeah. So and it's I the same size in. as this content. It's like three to four hours of more stuff. Right. So I, I come back in and I play it and then I'm like, okay, that was fun. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's a fun game. I like playing that game. And sometimes I feel like, you know, Oh, I'll go and, and explore and do a little thing, but I'm not like a, I'm not, I've never been a big, like 
grinder for like I gotta get I gotta get the I gotta get the special weapon. I have to get the special. Yeah, weapon I don't care about that either. <laughs> right. So, uh, so for for this, I think it makes sense. Um, I, I think that I think that people that are casual that aren't doing the social aspects of the game, I think that this actually makes more sense because it gets you to keep that on your system there as like a. Hey, this is an option that I have to play. There's a bunch of other stuff to play, of course, but this is something that I have. And if I just keep on getting, like, the best part about all this is it's free. That's one of the best best things about this, like, current, I guess, generation of live experiences is a lot of this stuff is free. Um, and so being able to get that and get it for free, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong even from, like, a casual experience of saying, hey, you know what, if I get a you know a, a, a four-hour fallout experience every, like, three to six months... Like, that sounds great. I think, though, that the bigger releases, like um, Wastelanders, changed so much in the game. Like, it almost was like a remix for Fallout content. And so it was like a second second exploration of the map. It was almost like we got a new Fallout game. So, like, when Fallout 76 came out, that was a new Fallout game. You got to go and and explore and just, like... That it, it it had the same for me. It had the same things that like Fallout Five would have, where it's like I get to go explore and learn all this stuff, and it's like this big world. And I don't know what's in it. The Wastelanders remixed it enough so that I still had that feeling for some of the locations. Some of them were unchanged, but it kept me on guard enough to say, okay, I'm I'm, I'm looking for the stuff. I'm going through this stuff. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do many more of the of the of the remixes. I keep on calling them remixes. Like I'm some sort of like kingdom hearts, um, <laughs> subtitle generator. Um, I thought like you were like, oh, like, like, like a remix. I mean, based yeah. on the content um, calendar that they've released so far, it doesn't look like we have anything that huge and overhauling coming anytime soon. Um, expeditions, I think will just give us a new map to explore. Um, and the only new reveal that they dropped was in an article that Jeff Gardner was was quoted about. Um, the extension of the pit is repeatable. So it encourages you to travel back to that location multiple times. Um, and they did say that this is a lot more grandiose than, than a daily. So I'm curious to see what that means and that you should repeat it. Yeah. yeah, I I am curious about that. I I, I don't think, and, and and don't take don't take what I said wrong. I don't think that they need to remix it all the time. I mean, that would be great if every year there's just like a, a big a big thing like like that. I don't think that they need that. I think that they just have to put some content into it, kind of at the level of this like Brotherhood of Steel stuff. Like, yeah. I think that's the perfect amount for what it is, and then do these like this little quality of life stuff that they've done over time. Like adding in the legendaries, the legendary cores, and putting Minerva and that kind of stuff. Like generating that level of content consistently, I think, is something to be said about a a live service game that is functioning very well. Yeah, just that update alone. Um, Fallout seventy six jumped ten places on the Xbox Game Pass playing list. So it jumped up. To, I think the spot was twenty four or twenty six, something like that. And Steam, it, it picked up quite a lot of, of new people or existing people coming back to the game. Um, mm-hmm. So it did definitely. I know that just um, because the legendary core is dropping, I haven't seen events this busy since Wastelanders. Like even Arctos Pharma, which is historically dead, nobody goes there anymore. 
it was like an entire server in Arctos grinding it to get the cores, which was, so that was kind of cool this last weekend. Yeah. Have you all, have you all rolled the dice with that yet? Yes. I've, I've done a little bit of stuff, but uh, not a ton on, on grinding. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified just of that process. I'm just terrified because it's like, what if I screw it up? Cause if I have something good, and I want something great. I've got to like risk the biscuit, you know. You know, I've got to like get in there well, and risk the biscuit. I mean, you could you could just build a new like if you can craft an item, you could just craft an item and then roll for three legendaries. Yeah, that's what I did. Um, yeah, you don't have to mess up a previous item that you have, and and especially because it might, you know, like you said, you're saying it might wipe some of the other legendaries that you like. No need to break something you already like to try to get something a little bit better. But there are like uh what do you what do you like like particular items? Like there are like some particular weapons that there's only one of a kind of these. Yes. Unless you can unless you buy them. Yep. Um and so that is like ideal is to re-roll those with the I guess like the I, I guess at that point it would be like a almost like a cosmetic um a, a non-microtransaction cosmetic that you have on it but to re-roll those like um I'm thinking about the submachine gun that you get from Ward during the Ooh, Wastelander yeah. stuff um that looks really cool um but like if I wanted to go re-roll that then I would I would be getting the biscuits out to risk them you know <laughs> Yes. Uh, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about the aesthetic of a thing. I would just make a different SMG. Unless there's some sort of base uh, damage modifier, that version, that doesn't get changed when you roll the red legendary. So, for example, if you have an SMG that does you know 66 damage and this one does 70 plus you could add all the legendaries, then maybe there's a benefit in risking those biscuits. Yeah, like to Tom's point, just uh, sometimes crafting stuff and then rolling it uh, does work well. The first, uh, I finally crafted a Secret Service jetpack, which I was happy about. And the very first roll, I ended up getting a bolstering variant that had almost everything I wanted. And I thought, well, this is great. And it's just like Vegas. That's how they get you in. They sucker you in. I Mm -hmm. pulled that lever and I got Mm -hmm. like ghoul slayers or some, it was some crappy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get all aristocrats uh, armor for obvious reasons. I have two pieces now, which I'm happy about. Nice, nice. I will say, I will say that the in, they did an increase of um, some of the legendary effects. So, like normally it was like, oh, thirty percent extra damage for scorched, and now it's fifty percent. That increase for if you were like a low level player and you're just like picking up, like I, I love I. I love that like one to 50 experience where you're really just like, you don't have a favorite gun. You're just like picking up stuff as you go. And it's just like, I'm a big trash compactor. I'm going to spit trash out at you. Um, <laughs> like finding a legendary that may not be like your, your cup of tea. Like if you get like a hunter's rifle, like you're going to find some benefit to that because it gives you just a little bit of edge in those times. But once you're pretty much once you're over 50, like that, that kind of system goes away. And then you're just stuck in some of these places in DLCs areas where you have like a level 100 boss enemy, and you're like, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> what am I going to do?" Yeah, that leveling process to 50 is the most difficult, the most regularly difficult part of the game yeah. because <clears throat> because you're taking on enemies that are balanced for you, but you also don't have a build that you've refined and like a, a favorite good weapon 
and then you're out leveling weapons or you're finding new stuff and you're going, okay, well, I'll swap out the perk cards that I do have and use this other thing temporarily. So you're right, having something that does, hey, way you know, more damage to robots and you happen to be doing a part of the quest where you're fighting a bunch of robots, it's worth equipping that temporarily in order to kill the robots, which is it's kind of cool. That, There's something that's fun about that. Yeah, I think that 1 to 50 range is is probably the sweet spot for the game for me. Like that whole process of like going through and and understanding like what guns are and like sometimes like it's crazy like i'm building like a submachine gun build on this character but sometimes it's just i have a shotgun i don't use shotguns ever and like my i don't like my main like playstation character that i have it's like i don't use those ever because it's absolutely pointless for me too but sometimes i'm out of rifle ammo for the three rifles that i have and i've been collecting all this gosh darn shotgun ammo from all these gosh darn scorch they're carrying around shotguns with their heads all (laughs) twisted and so maybe I want to use that. And then I use that <laughs> and it's awesome. actually doing damage because of the leveling that's there. Yeah. I okay, so let's talk shotguns. I my mechanist character, I was I was like, I'll I'm gonna make beer. I'll get my beer. I was <laughs> all right. So my mechanist character, I built as originally a shotgun build, and then I uh converted him to a melee build. But the shotgun build I thought was going to be awesome because I was like, I'm just going to get right in close. I'm just going to blow things heads off. I'm going to use vats and get like bonus damage to heads. So I can just like one or two shot most things in the head. Right. I got an explosive shotgun, a two shot explosive shotgun. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. Turns out that uh, because of server delay, you actually, the first shot sometimes doesn't register or doesn't register fast enough for them to then get a swing on you. Yes. So that was like, kind of a i don't know a, a bummer like i was like ah because sometimes you and especially with like bloody mess and all that like you get him you get him a shot in there you get a second shot in there and then things just like pop all over the place you're just popping everybody by shooting them in the head but if the server delay is high it doesn't happen fast enough like you can you can get maybe three shots on somebody before all of a sudden it registers and that was a problem i haven't noticed that kind of delay though with melee weapons and i don't know why it would apply a delay more to the shotgun than to a melee weapon if they're both in very short range from each other. Maybe it's calculating the projectile of the bullets, whereas a melee is like you're hitting or you're not. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. But that's my story about shotguns. I I wish I could make a legitimate shotgun build. Yeah, I think that um, the... The way that the shotguns shoot out, like, uh, like when you're looking at, like, it's it, it's tracking each individual projectile, and so right. like you can see if you turn on your damage numbers where your projectiles hit. And right. I feel like that that may be an extra strain as opposed to like, uh, you know, they're tracking projectiles from like a rifle or a minigun or a um, you know pistol, whatever. Um, but those are all in the same trajectory, like they're all firing at the same little hole. You know, and they're coming one, one at a time. You're even in something that shoots right. quickly, like a minigun is going do 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 rather than here's like nine you know pieces all at once. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the sound it makes too. I actually I want a shotgun that makes that sound. No, not do 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 just like a sound, you know? I've done every I think I've done every build in the game except for this new character, which is the submachine gun build, which I've I've never seen anyone do um a submachine gun build and just like be like you know what automatic pistols baby that's where it's at as opposed to (laughs) the 
the much superior rifles Let's go. and miniguns. Yeah, I, 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 okay. So let's talk. Let's talk balance here. Does anybody have a legit like, I don't know, pistol, minigun, or shotgun build? Because I feel that like I either have to double down on melee or I have to go rifles and miniguns. I don't feel like there's like this middle ground, and I want there to be a middle ground. I want there to be. You know, like, because sometimes you get really good items. Sometimes you, you know, you roll your legendaries or you go visit Mama Murmur Murmur, and you get like, hey, this is a really cool SMG with some really cool stats on it. But like, is it worth that? I mean, or is that just, are those types of weapons just like garbage? Are we just, those are just no go? I don't think they're garbage. I know that um, the original meta in the early days um, was the TSE shotgun. Um, and then, of course, they nerfed that and f- adjusted it. Before um, the One Wasteland update, the Goss shotgun that they dropped was almost as good as the TSC shotgun used to be before the mm-hmm. rebalancing. Like, a lot of people started rocking shotgun builds again because of that. So you can still yeah. do great damage with a sh- proper shotgun build now. It's just not, you know, as overpowered as Blood Eater Junkies is. Yeah, what about, what about like, machine guns? What about, like... Uh... I'm sorry, like submachine guns. Okay, or so pistols. Like, what I about have, like really cool pistols? Yeah, I have I have looked into the like the pistols. I, I'm I'm unsure, but the automatic pistols. There are some perks that essentially you kind of have to spec out your agility tree. And normally with rifles, you're you're looking into using your agility tree to increase your AP refresh to get stealth points um, to get those multipliers going. With that, you kind of with with a with a I guess an automatic build you kind of open up a bunch of stuff so you don't really need that many points in perception to fully utilize that but your agility points are used so you're not thinking about stealth as much like there, you can mm-hmm. still like get you know it's still usable to get stealth um and, and to get that two times multiplier for some of the different shots but you're really looking at your luck um and building building criticals um but what about the weapon but, side of it like like I, I get that there's perk cards that all work for these things but are there weapons that are good enough to make that worth it. Um, so my game plan is to wait and and save the. There's this quest called Cold Case, which is one of the original quests for the, the base game, where you go up, you go up north, and you go to the theme park, and you got to find this like little boy, um, mm-hmm. in this like maid, and yeah, yeah, the situation. Yeah, so you get a reward for that called Perfect Storm, which is a um, two millimeter SMG that does burn damage. Yeah, that's um, a cool one, and no mm-hmm. other. No other weapon utilizes burn damage. So my game plan is to say, okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, what? You, I've lost my train of thought. I'm going to like wait till I'm level 50 and then go up there, get the level 50 variant of it. And yep. then see, like that could be a unique experience for that gun, for, for like a, a submachine gun build in general, because somebody else is using that. Like right. nobody else is. That's right. not going to be the, the like, you know, it's not going to be the greatest thing. Like still, if you've got like a, you know, like like a, a, a junkie's, uh, what do you call it? Like a a Goss Gatlin gun. Goss you know Gatling I mean? gun. Gatling uh-huh. gun. Uh-huh. Like that's still gonna that's still gonna wreck shop if you got that perked out. Like that's still gonna like you know that's yeah. like a yeah like a bulldozer for like a, a you know gotta gotta solve some dirt problem. Right. So you know what I want? I want somebody to and maybe maybe tell, I'll tell have us to what you want. What you really time. really want? What well, here's what I want. What I really really want. Uh, I want, uh, I want, uh, I want, I want somebody, and maybe I'll have to do this to do two things. I want 
somebody to test out like viable builds that are unlikely with different weapon types. So I want to see like, okay, what is a good bloody two shot explosive, whatever build with that, you know, that fire SMG or even just standard SMGs that you can make or, you know, whatever. And then compare the DPS to what if you used a handmade rifle with a very similar kind of setup? What if you used a, uh, you know, five millimeter minigun? What if you used a Goss rifle? Like, like each of these things. Like, I want to see the differences there. Hmm. And then the other thing that I want is a, a tier list. Like, I want, these are S tier weapons. These are A tier weapons. These are B tier weapons. These are C tier weapons, you know? And, and get a sense of, like, really, if you're going to spend the time building out um, you know, grinding for legendary cores or going to Mama Merg Merg and, and just kind of, you know, seeing what stuff you get. These are the ones that if you get them, you should hold on to them because even if you don't have the perk cards yet, you could you could turn this into something good. Right. That's what I want. What I really, really want. What what I want is just like it all to be balanced. <laughs> yeah, but that's, this is the first step. This is the first step to, towards balancing that because if Bethesda isn't internally doing that kind of testing, then the community can. And then to have that sense of like, okay, these C tier weapons need to get some buffs or need to have some perks that can allow allow them to be more viable. Mm. You know, like there there needs to be some sort of adjustment there to move those up. Or like you're saying, like the Gauss shotgun was a little OP. Like uh, like the stuff at the very boundaries of those things are usually pretty obvious. Like this is an S plus plus tier weapon and everybody knows it. So let's nerf it a little bit, you know, but like this weapon's a D like, yeah, it makes sense that like, you know, some of the pipe guns are are not going to ever be great. That that's fine. You know, but like like, uh, there's, there's some weapons that desperately need a buff of some kind that everybody's asking for the ripper and the chainsaw. People ask for that to like be a viable something all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Or even the drill. The drill is just a hilarious weapon, but you can't really yeah. do anything. Like, I want a legendary drill. I want to role play as Tim the Toolman Taylor in his post apocalyptic right. life. Right. Or mm-hmm. another thing you could do is you could have, um, you know, a base weapon like uh, a wrench or a bat, but then you could have like rare or hard to get modifications to that weapon that make it as deadly as a sword or a plasma cutter, you know, like why not create variations that take those low level weapons and give them the ability to be something really good. If you can find the modifications for that, like an auto bat, a bunch of bats strapped onto a chainsaw. (laughs) What? It's just like blah 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 blah. Exactly. <laughs> that, would, that would be terrifying. You've heard of pitching machines. Now get a batting machine. Beware the auto bat. Oh man. Oh, that's weird. I mean, it's super weird. I mean, I don't. Under, I don't understand why the best weapon in the game is not the guitar sword because you've taken two yeah, really cool good things point. and then mash them together. That has yeah. to be the best weapon. Like what if you get what if you could be like okay this is an electric guitar sword and now it does like shocking damage you know or like that would be cool you know like but like let's 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 give modifications to those weapons that make them viable because you're right I want to run around using whatever like maybe I want maybe you know what I really enjoy is the sound of hitting somebody with a shovel that that is such a satisfying sound. noise yeah yeah it makes a pong or the um the death tambo the kachink kachink like 
why not get a modification that adds like plasma beams to the outside of the the death tambos? <laughs> and now you're like, this is become a, a mouth noises episode of the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm um just like Wes Johnson. I do a a, cl- a class on voice acting, but it's not voice acting. It's mouth noises. If anybody would like to sign up, five hundred dollars an hour. Let me know. What do you really, really want? We're talking about weapons. This is a let me mark this occasion because I'm the one getting us back on track. Mark this occasion. Put this in the books and write it down. Um, There is a Fallout 4 mod that is I forgot. It's like wacky weapons or something like that. And essentially, what it does is it um, you're able to interchange parts of, of different weapons. So it's like, oh, I want this, but I want like this like crazy barrel on the end of it and or, oh i want this but i want you know it to be re- this part to be replaced with another part like if they could make a fallout game where that could actually work and that could actually like like if, <sighs> if, if, if that could work in 76 like that would be so cool and that would fit with the aesthetic of like this is post-apocalyptic we're using a bunch of junk to just like reassemble things like there's no point in like it's kind of silly that there are these you know i mean this is like the most pretentious thing i'll say um it's kind of silly that there's all these like fully working weapons like still just running about and everything's not like pipe pistols and and like these like rag kind of things put together because you know guns get dirty and if you store your ammunition in a correct i'm just kidding (laughs) okay hear me out so we know that aliens are coming back this year, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's aliens. So what else does Appalachia have a lot of? Oh, for podcast listeners, uh, Tom has just lifted all of his hair up and put his, his headphones around his cheeks and then did the little aliens <laughs> history man. Um, it's aliens. And I'm trying to do the aliens guy. My hair's not big enough. I need to get bigger. You need, need about bigger hair. 24 bigger hair. dozen. I have the hair closer to God, Tom. So we've got aliens coming back aliens. to the game. Uh-huh. Yes. What else does Dave Appalachia has have a lot of? Um, squirrels. Losers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Radiation. Recreation and amusement parks. So we have both a carnival and we have a proper amusement park. What happens when aliens end up in an amusement park? You get killer clowns from outer space. Oh, no. I want a weapon that turns people into popcorn and cotton (laughs) candy. And then like a cannibal, you can drink their essence with a silly straw. Wonderful. And if you've never seen that movie, you should because it's hilarious. That's yeah, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and I and I do think you know going off that, I think he's going to pretend like that the last timing. couple minutes just didn't happen. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think there's comedic timing and, and like eating things you just killed. And so, like for example, in the game, if you like kill an enemy that you've been like, oh no, we we killed this person. Oh, I feel so bad about this. That was my brother. And then you're just like. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, I felt that way when we immediately uh, after it. My wife's been um, growing some plants in the backyard, and we we cultivated some of them and had some some salad, and it was hilarious. I'm still keep I keep coming back to the conversation we had with Nate when he talked about one of the early concepts with Cannibal is 
if you keep eating people, you turn into a Wendigo. Like, yeah, that would have been badass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my, that's why I like put this on like the, you know, I, I keep on saying put this in like the, the high hopes for, for a Fallout game. But like, uh, if you can make yourself into a ghoul or like a super mutant, I think yes. that's what everybody would want. I think there would be nobody that would yes. be like, no, I don't want that. Like everyone would want that. My, my want has always been a character creation that allows you to choose different uh, races. Like, like Skyrim. In, like, in, like in Skyrim. Yeah. You know, like I want to be a human. I want to be a ghoul. I want to be a super mutant. I want to be a robot. Um, even just starting with those four would be like really cool. And then you give people different bonuses to certain stats because of what you, you chose. Like a super mutant can't have above a certain level of intelligence. Or, you know, like a ghoul has natural radiation resistance. You know, like that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe in Fallout 77, you know? <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Fallout 77 just revealed. Dave was under NDA, but it slipped. And now that this is live on the internet, we can't take it back. Sorry, wow. NVIDIA. You are going to get a NVIDIA. World premiere. What the heck? It came from NVIDIA. Like, this was a leak through a leak. Um, so I have, I have another question, guys. What about armor? Because we've been talking weapons. I'm still not 100% sure about what perks I really want on my armor. What legendary perks? Like, is it better to go with plus one endurance or like extra resistance when you have low health? You know, like that kind of stuff, you know? Like, do you find yourselves like rolling stuff for armor and being like, eh, which of these is really better? I think, um, I- you can find some really good guys out there that tell you what armor sets to rock to go along with that. I knew with my bloodied melee, I've, I've been rocking um, unyielding for quite a while now. But I'm curious because I always wow. have a bunch of caps. Um, I want to try out the aristocrats, which gives you a ridiculous bonus to damage. And I'm curious to see mm-hmm. what a full set of that, how that will compare to unyielding. Yeah. Yeah, and like as a melee build, I'm mostly concerned with mitigating damage. So, so my okay. If you're doing bloodied, then unyielding is always a good option. If you're not, and here's the thing, I'm a neurotic person sometimes, and so like if there's like 24 bullets in the sleeve, and I fire one, and I have 23. I will reload to give myself 24 <laughs> bullets again because I'm so, so broken in the head. And so I'm the same way with health that I, I, will, I will like stim pack myself a full stim pack, even if I just got a little bit of that. And that's why I use vanguards is because that is like it's like feeding it's like feeding my, my flaw, I guess. And so I, I, I use vanguards because that is like extra resistance if you're at high health. Get so Dave Chaffin's audiobook, Feeding the Flaw, coming to Amazon Books <laughs> uh, on Audible this fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great book title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then you're going to have you know, some white dude somewhere that's like, you got to read Dave's autobiography. And people are like, oh, I heard he's funny. No, no, you know, listen, change my life. Change my life. <laughs> Dave sees me, man. He sees me. He sees me. Ugh. Whoa. Um, so I would recommend I would recommend vanguards. Um, yeah, I yeah. See, I, I don't I don't usually go bloodied. Like I I want something that's a little bit more versatile than that. Um, so that's that's why I'm wondering you if said like that you were like 
Mm. Mm. I'm also a little more versatile than mm-hmm. bloody. I don't, I don't do like the plebeians and the bloodied bills. I want something that will balance a little bit more for all the encounters. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's why I'm wondering about like is plus 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 one endurance. Like, how much does that actually help you survive in a situation where your health, like, let's say you're not a bloodied build, but you're running in there with a melee weapon, you're hacking somebody up, right? And so you have pieces of your armor that are like, hey, I've got more resistances as long as you're above 75%. But then, of course, your health goes below 75%. So is it better to have endurance that works across the board or, you know, something that keeps you more you know, protected at high and then some, some other parts that take, keep you more protected at low health and kind of balance that out. Like it, it's the nuance of those things that I'm, I'm most curious about. Um, yeah, I, I feel, I feel you there of like, it's, it's easy. I think to get to a point where you, if you're not bloody, that, that you don't like, you rarely die. If you have enough, if you can carry around like 60 stim packs at once, then oh, yeah. you're not, yeah. as long as you're a little bit diligent, you're not going to die. But as far as like improving your damage, um, other than where they took away the strength from, did they take away strength from unyielding? Or they, no, they took away endurance. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I mean. They took away endurance mm-hmm. from unyielding. Yeah. Um, where they did that, then that became a thing of, oh, yeah, the like points in endurance matter. So that I can wear this armor and still get, you know, like t- ten or fifteen more points of, right. of health, right. even though it's hey. not that much. That does count. You know what? You just reminded me of something else I really, really, really want. Um, a zigzag ha. Uh, no, a. You know what? It, this game doesn't have that many shooters have is a um, around the borders of the screen effect for when your health dips below a certain percentage. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I if you play almost any other shooter, your health gets below, like, 20% or something, and all of a sudden the screen turns red, and, like, there's this... Like, you don't have to look at the health bar to know that your health is low. You just, you just like, boom, or, or things lose color or something. You you get the, the strawberry jam going on. And so you, you know, like, okay, like, now's, the time to hit the, now's the time to hit the stim pack button. You know, like, we don't have that in this game. And that's... I, I, it took me a long, long time while playing um, the... Uh, uh, the competitive mode, whatever that's called, winter, whatever. What is that? Nuclear, Nuclear. winter. Um, words are hard sometimes, guys. Um, but that's why I realized that I was getting killed is because I didn't have in the thick in you know the heat of battle. I didn't have a, a natural thing that I usually rely on in order to know when I need to get behind cover or heal because mm-hmm. I didn't have that happening on the screen. So I, I would be putting myself in situations where I was low health and I didn't realize it. Yeah, so when your health gets low, you want to get down with the red thickness. That's right. Right. Get down here's, with the here's red an alternative. <laughs> that was my name in high school. My nickname. But that was oh. I'm sure there's an interesting story oh. behind that. But let's move right on oh. to Dave. <laughs> uh yeah, here's an alternative to that. Um just use your peripheral vision. You're a human. Use your peripheral vision. <laughs> Be tracking no, my things screen's at all really times. big. I've got a real big screen, like, guys. You don't have to be a Terminator like to do that. This close to my screen when I play. 
Well, well, Tom, then that's that's your own fault. You got to use your peripherals. You got to be like you're in marching band and you got to play your trumpet and march down the line at the same time and make sure you're in line with us. My marching band people know this this one time at band camp. Like you've got to be like right in line with those people. So you've got to be not only looking where you're going, you've also got to be looking where the other people are. And then you've got to be playing your trumpet, too. Like it's a whole it's a whole process. And I think you just here's what I would recommend the way to do. A Jack back black impression without doing the voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. That's Jack black. Yeah. That's, that's it right there. Mm. Mm. Now, Nobody listening on the audio version of this is going to get the joke at all. Does Danny DeVito <laughs> and Whoa, I just black. snorted. That was awesome. Sorry. No, but I do have a new character. I do. Have, I have a new character oh, on dear. recommendation of my wife. When I told her about Danny DeVito, I have a new character at some point. He may come. That's just a tease. <gasps> now we have to hear it. Now, like, well, okay, well, it's got to be, it's got to be on topic, got to be on topic about something. Okay, what's the topic? We can just make up. We can just talk about a topic. Hi there, Tom. It's me, Jason Statham. Let me tell you something. When I'm shooting the baddies, when I'm down there, I'm going through them. I don't need any red sludge on my screen. I don't need the red sludge. I know exactly what I'm doing. I've got my Kevlar. I've got my submachine guns. I'm gonna shoot them right in the face because it's me, Jason Statham. It's good to be here. Well, Jason Statham I, has the I point Goro Desert Eagle. You know, like we can't compete with that. Okay, and uh, scene. Uh, Jason Statham uh, got a job working at Taxi. It's me, Jason Statham. I'm uh, driving a taxi now. I'm Danny DeVito. We're, we're gonna go. <laughs> Danny, get get in the car, Danny. This is like improv now. <laughs> All right, can you do can you do Danny DeVito doing Jason Statham? I think you're gonna break Dave. Dave's gonna start his, malfunctioning. His face just malfunctioned. Oh, it's my Jason Statham. Oh no, Don't Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's good to be here today. No, no, it's Danny DeVito doing Jason Statham. That's different. Oh, it's me, Danny DeVito. Uh, I'm going to shoot them with my guns, man. Yeah. It's just, I don't I don't know how to do a British accent with this. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. It's oh, I do. We're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, that, that was wonderful. There we go. That's, that's good enough topic. What was his? Oh, oh um, what the hell was I don't it? remember his name. Jason, you left your keys in the back of the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. I mean, this is like, this is the content that people come for. Like, this is the real, I mean, listen, you're like what, 48 cannon. minutes into this situation. Like, you are down here with us. You're in the pit. Like, you are in the thick of it. Like, forget Night Shin, forget Paladin <laughs> Raimi. Like, you're down here in, in the, red the absolute bottom of the red sludge of a thickness that tom wants to see this is the sludgy thickness that he wants to see <laughs> that's that's what i that was my um girlfriend's nickname in college <laughs> oh my god um no why don't we get back we get back into topic here uh my topic right now is i'm just looking at our our apple podcast thing we've got 32 reviews why don't we have more reviews why don't you guys drop us some reviews? Especially hey. the most recent one is like from almost a year ago. Hey, friends, can you can you drop us some Apple Podcast reviews? Specifically, I want five star reviews about Danny DeVito. I want to read like yeah. three of those on our next episode out yeah, to everybody. Need, yeah. 
That would be awesome. Listen, friends, um, we just did we just did a banger. We just did a banger of a segment. Like we really knocked out this. Like we brought in improv skills to this, mm-hmm. and we really knocked mm-hmm. out really a good like you know four fifths of an episode. And in and like mm-hmm. we're coming to the end, and we bring out that level of content for you at this point. Like we would really appreciate a five star review. Now I'm not trying to say that we deserve it, but I feel like we're something <laughs> close. I feel like I don't know that Wayne that. Brady could have done a better impression than what we just did. No. I don't think I don't think so. I don't think so. And I mean that's that's a high mark. Wayne Brady's one Wayne Brady and is he, one talented, handsome son of a bitch. And don't forget I made a deal. I made a deal with all of you that I would I would sing if you wrote a review, if you, and you put it on iTunes, which is it's like stupid that we have to go to iTunes and write the reviews, but that's just how that's how it is. I don't use iTunes for anything except writing podcast reviews, and you can too. Uh, but here's the thing. If you write a review on the site, um, and at the end of the episode, I will sing back the review with a famous Fallout tune into that style, like we're doing really terrible karaoke, and the guys will have to guess it. And I'm pretty sure that I will encourage the other guys as well to do in the game like I have done. So there. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I can did, we get back uh, on track? Is there, is there anything else that we want to talk about yeah. when it comes to this update? I had a few really cool things. Um, for one thing, Minerva, um, people were trying to really hard to figure out where she was, when she was, if she was. Um, Kev Dewitt uh, created a really awesome one-pager that tracks her location. So on any given day, you can hop on his website and take a look. It'll tell you where she is located uh, and how much longer she's going to be there. Um, that was a really is cool there a thing. Added. formula? this there is how does he know from the data how does he yeah. know is he a wizard uh kev dewitt kev dewitt is is a kev are you a kev, wizard kev wizard kev you're wizard? a wizard kev um, let me do my hair let me do my haggard now you're a wizard kev dewitt <sighs> yes so um yeah so you can go to all these different places and find her and uh the stuff that is on sale. So um, that's cool. That's cool. Also events that you really want to grind. Um, another really cool thing that someone created. And I, I'm not sure if it was legendary dumpling head who created it or she was just sharing it. Um, Great name, by the way, the um, there's a really helpful list. If you're really looking to grind cores, um, the top few events that you really want to go for is free range where it'll drop one to eight, depending on surviving uh, Brahmin. Um, another really great one is Project Paradise, also one to eight, based on surviving creatures. Scorch Earth will give you five. And then everything else, uh, with the exception of Colossal Problem, will drop one to three. Colossal Problem drops a guaranteed eight. Nice. So if you're looking to grind cores, anytime those events pop up, go for them. Do it. Do it. Oh, Scullyface is going to go write us a review. Awesome. Thank Aww, you, Scullyface. Scullyface. Oh, that's nice. You have the best of all faces. Just wanted to put that out there. The last, the last thing was um, some changes that we had to the Atomic Shop. And I have a scoop on one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dude, give me, go on. Give me that scoop. I want to. I heard all this <laughs> grinded. Now I want some scoops. You know? I want a double scoop. So the Atomic Shop update gave us um, both additional um, build slots. So, so now you can perk your character out even more if you want to buy additional perk slots. Um, you can also buy additional camp slots. We can now have a total of five per character. 
which is insane. That's, um, a, that's a lot, guys. That's a that's a whole heap load. I and I they're bought, not that expensive either. They're not. I bought them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Moneybags over here. All right. And I all bought right. them all. Mr. I, I, Mr. Thirty Ninety. I've I've been waiting. I would like to. Build. <laughs> It's it's helpful in my case uh, to just have event camps set up as opposed to have to tear stuff down. Um, but the other really cool addition is the shelter that was added, which is a cave slash mine. And this one has a really cool backstory. Um, if you're in the Bethesda Discord, which I highly recommend you join, Bethesda staff and developers are in there and actually talk to the community and they can answer some questions, and they obviously can't answer others. But um, two people that are really active in there is Bethesda Carl and Bethesda Steve, who sounds like they should have their own like buddy sitcom. Um, yeah, so Beth- Bethesda Carl and Steve doing the good work. Um, so Bethesda Steve was was talking a little bit about the creation of of that shelter, and originally, like has been the case. Normally when they create these bases, the art department will kind of design and kind of pre-build them and fill them in quite a bit. Um, This shelter originally was supposed to have a lot more tunnels and levels, um, lighting and that kind of thing. So Steve started paying attention to what a lot of the camp builders are doing. He took a look at my Bioshock camp um, and other camps that have been created where it seemed like the majority of us really into camp building spend most of our time to reinvent the space so it doesn't look like a vault. Um, so that kind right. of clued them in that we're looking for spaces that are flatter, um, where there isn't pre-done lighting, or even where you can turn lights off, um, and just a lot of room to build in. So he really pushed hard for that to happen. Um, so this was kind of a cool test case. And from all of the feedback that I've been seeing, everyone loves this design. It's practically four, uh, five stories high, so you can build like a five-story building in there. The space is just gigantic. It's flat. You can sink concrete foundations in there. Um, I used it to build onto my Bioshock camp, and it is by far the, the most fun and flexible shelter that they have ever added. And I really hope they, they keep going in that direction to just give us kind of a base theme that's a sandbox, and then we just kind of fill it in ourselves. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool story. Well, and that yeah, was kind of awesome. the the impetus the impetus for um uh, the the vault DLC for uh for for four. Yes, that like, was that, all. That was is a big cave. Yeah, he specifically in the meeting he said that he he went back and they were reviewing that DLC and how that did um, to also kind of inspire that space. Yeah, so it's awesome that they they pay attention to the community like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you said, I, I'm you in said agreement. before the show. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'm in, I'm in agreement that I, I find those kinds of spaces more. Uh, it just it gives you more freedom, right? Yeah. Like if you get if you get something that's a vault, then you either design a vault or you try to force it to be something else. Right. If you get something that's kind of a, you know, an open ended thing, then you can make it your own thing. Right. Yeah, it's a really cool space. Uh, I think, yeah. and there are more shelters coming. There's a bunch of different named variants that the data miners had. Like there's a lagoon, there's bunkers. Um, it's going to be really cool to see what they, I did suggest heavily 
that we would absolutely love a 1950s appropriate kind of survivalist bunker. The one that's beneath the orchard that has like a bar and a swimming pool. I, I would love that. Just like a, a cool bunker with a swimming pool in it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just my basement. Just like, let's go down there. Let's do like some 3D scans of the basement. Let's get some, you know. If everyone wants tech. Dave's basement as a 1400 Adam add-on, the Adam store, we need to write into Bethesda immediately. Hashtag, hey, it's, hashtag it's gonna be... free Dave's basement. Free Dave's basement. <laughs> There it is. It's going to be, I mean, that's West Virginia specific, you know, that could be an in-universe thing. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, what? it's not that big. Like you're looking at maybe the size, like a little bit smaller than that initial shelter you get. Um, the only thing though, is that um, they need to make sure that they remember that some of the stairs I had to replace because when the ADT man installed the security, he broke one of the stairs and fell all the way down and told me that he could either call to replace the stairs or just give me a bunch of free ADT stuff instead. And I said, give me the free ADT stuff. So I had to repair the stairs myself. So just remember that detail. And you'll be fine. Cool. If you have fallout first, you get a free Dave that does Dave action in your shelter. Dave walks around your shelter, just kind of like just does impressions, just, just kind of noodling around. And every time you walk past him, he does like one of his impressions. And then he's like, "Hey, it's Danny DeVito." You can find Dave in the corner of the basement, does. walking in place against the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's not malfunction. That's just how he's programmed That's what to Dave move. Does. That's just what Dave does. Yep. He trips and falls down the stairs and goes, "Oh, I guess I need to fix those stairs again." Hey. Or I, I, but I'll just say the one I'll just have one line and I'll just repeat it like over and over so that I just become like that person, you know, that mm-hmm. character that's like nose in the corner. Tripping mm-hmm. down these stairs. Then make he can start making a creepy pasta about it. Mm-hmm. Nice day, isn't it? <laughs> nice day. Nice isn't day, it? isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That, 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 Dave Hedrum. Yeah. Yeah. Or he says a quote that isn't even from Fallout. You know, like, <laughs> I was an adventurer like you until I got an arrow in the knee. I am the last Cylon. What? <laughs> it's what? <laughs> Thanks, Miranda. I should go. Did you see that they put in a stoplight down at the Quinter section? <laughs> Just different Dave phrase. Or, or or he's like really skittish, and every time you walk past him, you surprise him, and he goes, Oh, I sold my pants again. <laughs> That's, and you're just like, Oh, okay. Pretty specific. <laughs> Stole my pants again. <laughs> That's it. Um, wow. Pants of Dave down yeah. in the basement, being Poop Pants and Dave. Get yourself 1,400 Adams to get the basement with Poop Pants and Dave. <laughs> That's great. Uh, do we have anything else to cover about? About the update without spoiling anything? Uh, yeah, because I, I haven't played it. Uh, I'm going to start playing it this weekend, though, so I'm really excited to. <laughs> well, that's good. Okay, you and that's your famous last words, Ken. I, I, I've been, that's all I did last weekend was build. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you get the time. You, do, you create so many things. I'm just like, I don't know how you do it. Like, people are like, how do you get everything done, Tom? And I'm like, how does Ken get everything done? Holy crap. I always have a really specific vision in my mind. Um. So I don't waste a lot of time trying to figure out what to do. I just mm-hmm. do it. 
Just wow. do it. Just wow. do it. I have a, just I have do a specific it. vision in my mind, and I, I don't think about what I have to do. It just it just appears on the page. It just appears on the page. Stop cyberbullying me, live oh. action, Dave. I throw my paintbrush around, and the picture appears to me, and I just put it on the page. The vision is in my mind well before I ever see the canvas. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, that's oh, a bit you can also add my basement where I just walk around saying shit like that. I don't have a basement because Floridians can't have basements. You can the water table's well, too high. You can buy Dave's backyard inexplicably <laughs> underground in a C note. Mm-hmm. You know what I want is that's like a moon base. Can we get like a vault that goes into a moon base? <laughs> just a random space station. Yeah, it's just like you're just on the moon all of a sudden. Make it the red rocket, you know. Yeah, like rocket yeah you get in a rocket and there's a little blast off animation and then you get out and all of a sudden you're like on the moon. But then here's the thing. Then you can't leave and no one can leave and then everybody's just stuck there and they can't like fast travel and they can't do anything. And then you can't stream because no one can hear you in space. And that's how Fallout 76 mm. ends. Not with a whisper. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Scream. <laughs> That's the end. We should just cut it. That's the end of the show. <laughs> well, um, why don't we wrap it up? Because I think I think we've hit the end here. Uh, guys, do you have anything else going on that you want to share before we head out? Dave, uh, any, yeah. any cool new yeah. projects? Anything? Uh, so uh, I, the podcast that, that was formerly known as Vault Boys, uh, we, we felt like that number one, um, since we don't talk about Fallout anymore, we should probably change that name. Um, cause this is pretty specific. Uh, so we changed it, um, six ways to Sunday, uh, which is every Wednesday where we cover like weird positive news stories. Um, last week we figured out that there was a, um, a horse that was the tallest horse in the world that stood uh, essentially the size of two refrigerators, <laughs> like stacked on top of each other. And his name was big Jake. Big Jake. His name was Big Jake, so uh, that's going on. It's pretty tall. Like the back that's, is that high, or the head is that, that high? Is, the, the head, the head, the head, head. is that high. That's insane. Yeah, that's a big horse. He died though. That's How many also hands the sad is that? Wow! Well, All of our hands. stories are ending on a downer today. <laughs> oh, but then we learned that apparently there was the smallest horse in the world, which is still alive. Her name is Thumbelina. Oh. Um, Thumbelina looks like a like a like a dachshund. <laughs> and they took a picture of them beside each other. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just funny. It's just horse. funny. But, but big Jake, he's dead. Big Jake, which is sad. Well, cool. So six. Uh, ways but to that's Sunday every Wednesday at five p.m. It's not six days. Yeah. Six ways to Wednesday. Six ways to Sunday is on Wednesday, and that's and that's how it is. Because when cool. you think about it, there are six ways to Sunday, including Wednesdays at five p.m., but also on podcast services <laughs> every day. Every day. Every day. You can only download them on Wednesdays on podcast services. No, no, no. no. You can only download them on Tuesdays, which is, I know the Sunday oh. thing and then the Wednesday thing. It's like a, it's like a mess. Oh, no. Ken, you got anything going on? You got any new stuff? Well, Dave, I will be in my shelter creating yet another mm. artistic ingenious creation. <laughs> crafted from <laughs> Lages. It makes this, this face right here. 
An inspiration. I don't know how this works. Like that, I don't know how my cheeks do that. I think they're dimples, aren't they, Tom? I guess yeah, I, I don't have, have dimples. I don't think I have dimples. I think do it again. You not, have them. Yeah, do that's, it again. Do it again. His dimples. How merry. Wow. Tom, you're so cute. Keep on doing you. We're talking about Ken, though. Ken. (laughs) Um, I have been taking a voice acting class with Wes Johnson, uh, which has been a lot of fun. And if anybody's um, looking to get into podcasting or or voice acting or just acting in general, the class is is really great. Um, Anytime Wes goes into character, any of the characters from Skyrim or Fallout, it is just hilarious. Um, I've been getting a lot out of it. And it just, it ends in a few weeks. Um, it, it's hilarious. Um, so I've been busy with that. And then we have another episode of the show, which is Cryptid Creeps Part 2, which saw the premiere of Dave's character um, finally on the show uh, as we <laughs> hunted down cryptids. Um, so I'll be dropping that episode hopefully this weekend, um, if not the middle part of next week. Um, and and beyond that... Um, there's been something else that, that Tom and I have been working on that we can talk about next month. Yes. <laughs> but we can't yet. So sorry, everybody. Nope. We are legally bound to silence and other kinds of bindings. And this That's is the sound of thing. silence. The sound of silence. Yes. Um, so I've got, I've got, well, Dave and I are actually working on something else potentially too. Right, Dave? Potentially, <gasps> potentially there's something going on. Oh, um, mm-hmm, we we mm-hmm. still need to... We're, we're doing something. We're doing it. Whatever you think it is, it is. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's... Uh, I need to have a conversation. With, I need to take a conversation with you offline. We're online now. I need to talk to you later, man. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Situation. Don't you forget man. it. Man. Um, but yeah, we got we got something coming up, and uh, potentially we're in the research phase, and we will reveal more about that in the future. Uh, I also yeah. have, and since the last time we've done one of these shows, or at least since I've been on, because I didn't, I wasn't able to be on the previous one. Um, I've launched the Witcher Lorecast. So if you love the Witcher series, there was WitcherCon last weekend. There's season two of the TV show coming out in December seventeenth, I believe, um, which is freaking awesome. There's a mobile game coming out. So we've also launched a Witcher Lorecast, and we're about three episodes in. And we're going over like the origin of the witchers and all that stuff that happens on Mondays. It's available everywhere. Also on Mondays, I launched another show with uh, Sam and seven legend who I do the mass effect lore cast with. And this show is called the Xbox game pass show because Xbox game pass is freaking awesome. And Microsoft and Bethesda working together. Some people are playing fault 76 on their, on their Xboxes on the Xbox game pass or on their PCs or on their freaking phones. You can actually stream it to your phone, which is nuts. Um, so we were like, you know what, let's do a show where we could talk about like what's coming and going from the game pass. And then we try out a lot of the new games every week. And we tell you, obviously we can't play through every, you know, every game and give you a complete review, but we give you first impressions on some of the games and if they're worth picking up and trying or not. So, uh, and, and with that, we have a community that's, um, blossoming like a flower out of a rainstorm. Um, called the Game Pass Gang. And so if you're looking for other people to play games with, including Fallout 76 or whatever, and you happen to play on Xbox or PC, and even if you don't have Game Pass, you can join our Game Pass Gang on the Robots Radio Discord. Whenever so check that there's out. trouble. Hey, um, have, you, have you talked about 
Have you talked about Yakuza yet? Have you talked about that? No. Uh, well, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. But uh, okay. Well, here. Yeah. You want to come talk about Yakuza? Yeah. Dude, no. Dude, you're not inviting me. I'm just. I'm just telling you that I'm. <laughs> I'm freaking. You don't tell me what I can can't do. I'm inviting you right now, mother friend. Replacement for the other f word. What? Um. <laughs> yeah. Why don't? You, why don't you next Monday? Why don't you come? Why don't you come on by? Me. Come on by Monday. No. Monday night, no. ten thirty no. p.m. Eastern. Talk about that Yakuza with us. I'm sure that was an it's insulting way to do an accent. Yeah. Is it? Is it Fast and Furious? Uh, yeah. It, it's it's all about family. But is it faster Good. than Furious? Good. Yeah, that's a joke that just will not die. The whole Fast and Furious thing. Ever since like the 90s when the first film came out and I'm driving somewhere and somebody goes, like too fast past me. I look at whoever I'm riding in the car with and I go, that guy's fast and furious. <laughs> That's, uh, Tom, Tom, you didn't say spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Cause you, cause you know, they, they got the big spoilers and they got the big spoilers on the back there. That's, that's a good joke. Lost RX7. <laughs> they got that big joke. old spoiler. Oh, yeah. All that joke, that joke is really re- revving me up. Mm-hmm. Pick up our one star reviews. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, this show has, it should be just called The Pun Hub. They barely even talk about Fallout. It's it's impressions of Jason Statham and Danny DeVito. And I don't even know what's going on half the time. Bad puns. Bad puns. They're all all boomers. You can clearly tell all of them are boomers. They have such boomer humor. humor. Their hats. Oh my God. Well, you know what? Boomers were at the airport and they helped me save all of New Vegas. So there. So there. (laughs) And on that message, thank you oh, for joining sweet. us, everybody. Thank you for being here w- live with us on twitch.tv slash The Fallout Hub. It's good to see all of you guys chatting away as we talk and um, laughing at us, not with us. Thank you for being here, everybody. So we'll probably be back in, what, two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. That's about when we do. That's about when we do. And Dave and I will probably do another Starfield Lorecast at some point, but we need a little bit more info to talk about. because. <laughs> I mean, we you have had, a whole trailer. You had a lot to yeah. talk about, and there yeah. has been uh, there's been a lot of no, a lot, yeah. of, lot of interviews with some more little nuggets, some little True. teases, some little toddisms. Yeah, Ken, you yeah. should come on the Starfield Lorecast. I would love to come on the Starfield Lorecast. In fact, you know what? I'm I'm inviting you to an episode that we will do at no certain date, but you are invited. <laughs> you Take will that. be in my you know basement. What? I'm having a cookout Friday at five, and you are also invited. Invited. Yeah, there you go. All right, everybody. Show that won't end. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. love Dragon Age? Have you always wanted to learn more about its vast world and detailed lore? Are you still attached to your hero of Ferelden even a decade after Dragon Age Origins came out? Or maybe you're a newer fan, still discovering a new tidbit or quest every day. Well, either way, the Dragon Age lore cast is the podcast for you. I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm Shelby, also known as SheCup. 
And come and join us as we embark on a journey to explore and discover all things Dragon Age. We'll discuss all kinds of topics, from Lyrium to the Chantry and the great mysteries of the old gods, and even more that even you Bioware superfans might not know about. So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping.